third time that I do this, and it seems like the first time that I get so panicky and so I don't know what to do or what to say. Um, but I'm glad to be here with the brothers and sisters because we're going to be in heaven. And guess what? You're going to be speaking in Spanish because that's the language of heaven, right? So <laughs> we're going to have fun because they Spanish people, they say they have fun. I'm glad to be here. Um, yesterday we had a great service. I was invited to preach at the church of uh, New Start, Manning. Uh, uh, without pressure, the superintendent was there. <laughs> so it was good. It was great. Um, me message preparation was mainly in Spanish. So if you hear some words in Spanish, don't worry. The Holy Spirit will translate for you. Okay? <laughs> um, I just want to tell my wife I love her. This coming week is going to be our 26th wedding anniversary. And I love her like the first time and more. And thank you for all you do. This morning, I want to talk to you about <sighs> salvation. Such a great salvation that we got thanks to the Lord Jesus. And before we go to the text that I want to use for this sermon, if you have a Bible, it doesn't matter if it's a book like this for the uh, teens or your cell phone. I would like you to look for 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 17 to 19. The old-fashioned way, when you have it, you say, Amen. And I'm going to read it for you. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's people. And if, begin, if, if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous, righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then... Those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. See, we have a fight, and Paul calls for it. It's a good fight. He's telling Timothy, it's a good fight. Keep on pressing on. But our fight is not with a human being. Our fight is not, is not with a family member. Our fight is not with a co-worker. Our fight is not with a church member. Our fight is with the devil. And he is the type of enemy that keeps on insisting, pushing, insisting, and trying and trying to destroy us, to bring us down, to bring us down, down, down. But then we have the ability and Pastor John was preaching some time ago about the armor of God. And we can put that on. And we can resist the devil. And we can fight. And we can stand firm and fight. And we will win. But I tell you, don't sit down. If you sit down, things are going to come to you. And you will, will lose that strength that you had. Stand firm and wait for the second round. Because let me tell you something. Hell and the lake of fire, they're real. And as Christians, we don't want to go there. We don't need to be there. Because we got to protect our salvation with all we have. I tell my people, guard it with all you have. Don't let nobody take it away from you because it's yours. You own it. You earn it. Thanks to the blood of Christ. You're free. Hold it to the end. Be faithful to the end and I will give you the crown. 
the Lord says in the last book of the Bible, Revelation. Brothers, it is important for us to be faithful. And I know we have a group of faithful Christians in this place. They present today. They know how tenacious the devil is. In the and we have struggles day by day, battling against him every day. It's not easy. But remember, there is a hell and there is a lake of fire that the children of disobedience will go there. You don't want to get lost. You got to understand that the word of God is not a game. The word of God is not a game. God will never attack the world out there without fixing his people first. He will clean his house first in order to take order out there. That's why the judgment will fall first on us. And we got to be careful with that. We got to be careful with our life, spiritual life, because some of us are between life and death. Unfortunately, there are Christians that are living in sin today, right at this moment. They come to church every Sunday. They put you that face like I'm holy, but outside these doors, they live in a life of sin. And you got to be careful with that. Don't forget what you did a long time ago. At that time when you accepted the Lord as your Savior and you got that first love, that first passion that you wanted to do everything for the Lord. And you have drifted away from that. And you have become the little device that holds the salt, not the salt itself. Because the Bible says that the salt, we are the salt of the world. And many in the churches nowadays, they just become the little device. The holds the salt and we want more more but we never give away and we forget about that first love about that first passion and we forget about that and we move to the point in which sin confronts us and we fall for it right away and then we just live a life of pretending i want you to go if you could with me to the book of hebrews chapter 2 verses 1 and 4 if you can Put that on the screen. And the Bible says, We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. For since the message spoken through the angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape? If we ignore so great a salvation, this salvation which was first announced by the Lord was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit, Spirit dis distributed according to his will. See? God speaks through Jesus. Jesus Christ for whom everything was made. Jesus Christ who laid down his life for you and me. A sacrifice to save us all. All who believe. That was a sacrifice for those who believe. And with that little introduction for Jesus Christ, I'm trying to be and tell you that he is higher than the angels. Why? Because in the verse number two talks about the angels being the instrument of God 
bringing the word to the people of Israel. God is greater. I mean, Jesus Christ is greater than the angels. And in this part, it says that the angels brought word that was not theirs, but they were instruments in the hands of God. And if that word was firm, and the transgressors and disobedience received the payback for their sins, how will we escape if we neglect such great salvation, which was first announced by Jesus Christ? He brought it first. He was talking about love. He said, you know what? I love you so much that I got to tell you this. There is such a great salvation for you if you believe. He's telling us that so many things that he told us firsthand. He said, there is a hell. He was the first one that told us. And many of us don't believe that. But we can go back and ask that man. His name is Divas, I think is his name. The rich man and Lazarus. We can ask him if there is a hell. Remember who's telling the story? Jesus Christ is telling the story. And that man, Divas, died. His body was buried, but his, his soul was being tormented. And he's asking, he's not asking for a glass of water. He's not asking for a Coca-Cola. He's not asking for an orange juice. He's, he's asking for a smear, a little bit of water on his finger. But all of us know that that little bit of water is not quench our thirst. It's the book telling us it's, it's that place is so bad. It's, 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 it's so it's don't want to be there. I don't want to tell you and explain it to you because I don't want to be there. I will not be there. So understand that there is a hell and there is a lake of fire. See, when we want, when we want to compare, when you begin to compare and realize the high value of this salvation, and when you start putting attention to his messages, because the word is saying when you hear that and you put attention to that message and you and you keep your salvation and you keep on hearing and listening to what I'm trying to tell you, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. But many of us get distracted. I saw that many of us had this instead of this book. It's okay. It's okay because this book with technology eventually is going to disappear. And what we're going to have is technology giving us all these tools that we're going to be able to reach out all the, the whole world, which, which is fine. But then it comes the time in which we sit down and he's preaching. And let me answer this text message. Let me go Facebook and see what's going on. But the Bible is telling us. What is the Bible telling us on Hebrews? You must pay the most careful attention. Therefore, to what we have heard. And we deviate sometimes from what we need to be doing here. Because what God wants to do is he wants to talk to you. And the instrument is Pastor John. Just like he did with the angels. He used the angels as an instrument to talk to the people of Israel. The dream that God has with his people, you find it in the book of Israel. What God wants to do with his people, you find it in the book of Nehemiah. How many hours they spend, spent listening the word of God. They say that there was a priest and some people helping him read the Bible. Seven men, Levites and Ushers and some other people helping. And the people were listening to the word for six hours. And the Bible says that they were crying when they were listening to that word. They were crying. 
because they were coming back from captivity and they, were, they wanted to listen to that word. They, 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 they had it and, and the priest told them, hey, listen, you don't have to cry. Have joy because you're listening to the word of God. Be joyful because you're listening to that word, the word of God. You hear me? The word of God is not my word. It's not his word. It's the word of God. He wants to talk to you today like he did it the first time when you accepted the Lord as your Savior. Keep it on. Keep on listening to that word. Keep on that passion every day, every day of your life so you can become that joyful person. You transform person and you don't lose that battle ever with the devil don't drift away from what you are a son of God if you're living in sin and you are being attacked by that sexuality and pornography and all those things and you're being trapped by the devil on that fight back there's people here that can help you there's people that can give you that hand prayer it's a great tool this word it's authentic. Listen to what it says. For since the message, uh, actually it's three, Hebrew 2, 3. How shall we escape if we ignore so, such a great salvation? This salvation which was first announced by the Lord was confirmed. First of all, by Jesus Christ. Second, by the people that were listening to that word. They confirmed that word. But then God testify to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit di distributed according to His will. It's authentic. You understand authentic? I was telling my people yesterday, I say I went to New York, I went to Chinatown, my first trip to Chinatown, and I'm looking at what they have, and they have some precious stuff. Women don't go there because they have those Louboutin purses and some other stuff. That you know, at the store, three thousand, four thousand dollars over there, you get them for one hundred and seventy-five. But it's a ripoff. <laughs> Let me tell you why. I go to Chinatown. I'm I'm looking at it and I find these Rolex uh, Rolex watch, big Rolex, and I always wanted to have one of those. And I say, how much is that? I'm not going to tell you the price. <laughs> I just wanted it. Took it, put it on, looked good on me. I, I paid for it. Number one, I didn't know how to identify if it, if it was authentic or not. I saw it on magazines and things like that, and it, it looked the same. So I put it on, paid for it. Got to take the train back to New Jersey. I'm coming from New Jersey. Take the train, get off the train. As I'm getting off the train, Look at the time. The little needles were not there anymore. <laughs> I say, wow. I couldn't identify what was authentic. We did not have the tools. We, we do not have the tools to identify what's authentic or not in some instances. But the word of God is telling you right here. This great salvation provided by Jesus Christ, Christ is authentic. You better believe it. For your own good. For your own good. You're not going to find nothing more authentic than this. Number one, because he brought it. He said it. There is salvation. A great salvation that you cannot miss. Don't miss it. Especially us. The church. That we're going to be judged first. If you have drifted away. 
in Spanish, the, the translation for that drifted away is slippery. If you have fell because of, you know, you tripped or something, be careful. Put attention. Be very careful. And it's amazing what the Lord does and what he says to us and what he's planning to do with your life and my life. We have a greater future with him. Not what, what you're doing right now if you're outside of Christ. Let me tell you something. Samson believed that. Samson believed that he was very strong. Book of Judges. Oh, I got it. He married this woman. I hope, you know, nobody gets into a woman like that. <laughs> the woman tells him, the Philistines are coming. And he believes that he has the, 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 the spirit of God at that time. But the, Holy, the spirit of God has been telling him, I, I don't mess with liars. Lying is a sin. I've been telling you. I'm going to move away from you because I cannot be with sin. And Samson believes that he got it. And he say, I'm going to eat him alive. I'm going to destroy all the Philistines that come in. Tables turn to the other, way, to the other side. And he ended getting beat up and losing his, both of his eyes. Because he thought he got it. Don't think you got it. If you are living in sin and you're still attending church. Don't think for a minute. You have lost it. You need to gain it back. You need salvation. Young man, young woman, stop doing what you're doing out there. Because it's not beneficial for you. And it's not beneficial for the person that is watching you do or going to those places that you're going right now. You need salvation. And only Christ provides that salvation. He's the only way. He's the only ticket. And you need that. It's amazing that somebody will not think for a minute. And I'm sorry that it's going to take us three hours on this sermon. Are you okay with that, Pastor? <laughs> it's amazing that looking at all this, looking at what's going on and what's happening out there, none of us, or maybe all of us are doing this, that before we go to bed, we are praying for the city of Rock Hill because it's so bad out there that we need to pray for the people that are lost God doesn't want nobody, not even the, you know, the ones that don't know the Lord to be lost in hell, to go to hell. God doesn't want the Christians to go to hell. Us Christians, we don't want the unbelievers to go to hell. We don't want that. And because we don't want that, we pray for them every night before we go to bed. We're going to pray for the city of Rock Hill and we're going to pray for the city of North Carolina, South Carolina, and the whole country. We need to do that. We've we got to worry about that because it, it's getting worse. And, it, and we have to worry about that. People that is dead, if you have the love of Christ, you're going to go out there and reach out. You're going to help Brother Larry, and you're going to go with him and say, hey, one of these days I want to go with you and do evangelism because I, got, I, I have the need to go tell somebody about what I got in my heart that is the love of Christ. That is, I cannot hold it. I got to speak it out. I got to say it out loud because it's, it's something that is telling me go out there and reach out because they're death. You hear me? They're death. They need Jesus just like you did. And now you have it in your heart. And you holding it? No, let it flow. Let it go out there. And you go out there and you tell people, tell somebody next to you, Jesus loves you. Great salvation that we have in Jesus Christ will make us do that. We'll wake us up and we'll say, let's do something for God. Let's do something for Christ. Such a great salvation, my brother. And it's amazing that the Lord doesn't want our feet as Christians to deviate from that path. He doesn't want us to do that. He loves you. 
He loves me. And every day of my life, I pray for me, for my family, for everyone that I come in contact with. And even the ones that I don't know yet, and I know the Holy Spirit is working out there with them. And one day, he's going to put me right in front of them. And all I have to say is talk about him. Because it's not about Brother Julio. It's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ crucified. It's not about what I am or what I do. It's Jesus Christ crucified all the time. And he is the one that deserves all the glory. Everything is him. His worth is authentic for your own good. Believe it. Hold it and do something with it. In Luke chapter 13, and with this I'm going to land off. In, cha in chapter 13, somebody asked the Lord, is there going to be a few that are going to be saved or is going to be many that are going to be saved? One person asked the question. But there is many followers of the Lord at that moment, probably thousands and probably a bunch of them say, ask the question, ask them. And you got to understand that sometimes people ask questions in a way that they try to kind of, you know, get you on that question. And the Lord Jesus Christ is so smart. If I tell this man, and, and I'm thinking like him, if I tell this man that just a few are going to be saved, all these people are going to go away. Yeah, it's difficult, so I'm not going to do anything. But if I tell these people that everyone is going to be saved, yeah, I don't have to do nothing. At the end, I can just step in and I'm saved. But the Lord told him, make every effort. Now, when I'm looking for the translation of that word, the, the word in, in Greek is agony. Make every effort. is life and death condition. Make every effort. All that you have to do depends your life on it. Consider this. If you're saved, guard it with all you have. If you're not saved and you have drifted away, there's still time because he's coming again. He's coming again for his people. And it doesn't matter if you were here in church 35, 45 years and you listen to the word of God. But if you're not saved, you're not going nowhere. Depart from me. I don't know you. He's going to tell you. Today is the day to get back and earn that salvation. God loves you. And we love you too. Thank you. I'm going to ask you to, if you can stand with me. All this time that I've been preaching in English, I've been thinking in Spanish, so. I'm sorry if there was some. <laughs> We're going to wait for our brother to help us out with the song. Jesus saves. If anybody here this morning have listened very careful to the word of God, he's calling you. And he wants to deal with you in an amazing way. And if you've been in this church for a long time and you have drifted away, it's time to come back. Wake up. There's more things to do before he comes back because he's coming back again put your things together my brother and my sister because it's time to wake up if you have heard this word and he has the holy spirit has touched your heart because the word touches our mind but the holy spirit touches our heart and if he's dealing with you i will ask you to come to the front we want to pray for you as you listen to this song just come along jesus saves <laughs> <coughs> If we have a new energy this morning, and if we have something that has got our attention inside a spiritual, and you want to recommit, and if you want to do things for the Lord with more, with that desire, with that passion that 
you lost before, but now you got it. And you say, I want to do more things for him. I want to do it now. I will invite you here. We want to pray for you as well. We want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. I'm, I'm telling you, we want to pray for you. We're not alone. Pastor Julio is not alone. Pastor John is not alone. The Holy Spirit has been here the whole day. And he, he wants to hug you. He wants to give you something that you need, that we all need. Is that love. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you, Lord, because you have talked to me a long time about this. And you changed my life in a way that I cannot express it. I have had this passion for you since you touched my life. And I haven't lost this passion because of love and your mercy. It doesn't matter if I have to start from zero with nothing. This passion is what strives me to do so. Because you're there for me. You're with me. And I'm never alone. And I thank you for the brothers and sisters this morning. And the opportunity that you have given me to be here. I love them as I have learned to love them greatly for what they are in, as a church. Because they together can do greater things for you, Lord. And I know you're going to keep working with them and showing them I'm leading them where they need to go and they, where they need to be and keep Pastor John stronger than ever with that passion that he has and the desire to serve and to, and to grow your kingdom. Keep him safe. Keep him healthy. Give him more wisdom, Father. And to your group, the director group of this church, give him wisdom. Give them what they need so they can serve you better. Use us, Father. We are your instruments, and we want to serve you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for this morning. And thank you for what you're going to do with us today and the following days until you come back. We love you, Father. We love you. And we thank you for this service this morning. It was for you. We did it together in one for you, Lord. We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.